get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Come on, St. Louis hockey fans, stand up and cheer. The Blues are back strong. This is our year. It's the Blues turn now. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yeah, it's the Blues turn now. With that Al McKenna slap shot, you know we can't lose. Let's do that hockey. Come on, St. Louis! All over the hockey universe, the note is the news. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 41 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We're broadcasting live on this Wednesday, March 27th, 2019. This is franchise episode number 174 all time. I'm Kurt Price. Uh, the dashing and talented Bill Day and Jeff Ponder are here as usual. I'm dashing. One He's talented. I'll, I'm, okay. <laughs> who claim, I was going to ask. Okay, good call. Who claims dashing? Who claims talented? I'll go with that. No offense okay, to either one yeah, of you. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I don't have the looks. That's why, uh, you know, I've got a face for radio and all that. <clears throat> uh, special thanks to the uh, St. Louis Blues PA announcer, Tom Calhoun, Canadian voice actress, Karen Metford, and Smash and Gene Ackman for contributing to our intro, which, let's be honest, is the best fucking intro in blues podcasting. Is it not? It is. We may be a little I think biased, but I agree. <laughs> it's it's the best intro in all of podcasts, if you ask me. Mm, that's pretty bold. Uh, with an honorable mention find to the... To ch- find one to challenge me. Do it. Well, the Blues NHL podcast, uh, one with uh, uh, Rivers and Kimball, and uh, they, have a, they have a good one, but again, that one's pretty much the same one we used to have. <laughs> it, very that's similar. Right. Very similar. Same, same music and uh, half the same game clips. So uh, that one's pretty good too. Uh, to interact with us uh, live, or to interact with us on the show on social media, follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. Mine is at Kurt Price, Bill's is at Billy Blue Note, and Jeff's is at JPonder94. Follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and the website is letsgoblues.com. And please check out the letsgoblues.com shop for t shirts, mugs, and stickers. And if we have time later on in the show, we will open it up for listeners to join us live on the air. I know I've had some interest earlier in the day with that, so we'll try and get to it. Uh, guys, how do you like your bagel? How do you like your cut? Toasted. To- <laughs> 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 I know how they do it in St. Charles. Or no, Kirkwood area. Crestwood, wherever Please. you are now. Kirkwood, come Kirkwood. on, please. Sorry. St. Charles, <laughs> whatever. A St. Louis bread company bagel. I prefer it bread sliced. Yes, they're they're very large, and <laughs> they should be cut bread sliced, especially in an office environment. Jeff, uh, I like I like the good old down the middle. Um, the the bread slice isn't bad. I mean, there's a lot of people bashing it today, but uh, I don't know. I just like to to just slather up half that bagel with a bunch of schmear and just go to town. Do you ever do locks? Locks. Yeah, salmon. Smoke salmon. Right? Smoke salmon. No. 
Mm. No, it's, sir. It's on like, a bagel? Yeah, it's like the ultimate New York thing. Hmm. Huh. Jewish deli is all over New York. That's More so than pizza in New York? I mean, that's a New York yeah. thing. No, I mean, there are a lot of New York things, but just in uh, bagel and lox, is, it's a very, yeah. very classic, common thing. You know, a lot of people yeah, were... Try were, that out. A lot of people were ripping on the uh, the sandwich sliced bagel. I, that, uh, that that became a, a bread sliced bagel. Mm-hmm. That was a thing today. Yeah, on Twitter. I I I, I mean I don't I don't know why people care. <laughs> it's it's great for the office, like you said. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah, you get you, someone brings in twelve bagels, and they're not just for twelve people. Right. No, <laughs> no, no, oh no. They could be for a hundred people. Right. You, each one gets a little piece, and you and like I said, you don't even have to. You know, if you want, I want a bagel, but I don't want 300 calories, I'll just take like 20. That's it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It really is. It, it, it it's is. way to go. And if you want more, you can have more. It is good. Uh, like I said, it's not uh, <laughs> not absolutely my favorite, but uh, I'll agree with you on the office setting thing. Um, well, it started because, was it Wyshynski, uh It tweeted out and called it St. Louis bagel cut style or whatever he said and, and uh I think he and people to it just as a monstrosity yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sometimes it, his takes can be monstrosity monstrous monstrous <laughs> <laughs> monstrous no monstrosity whatever monstrous you know what i'm trying monstrous. to say monstrous you, you monstrous. Got monstrous. You, monstrous. Gotcha. <laughs> you got it you got it there big guy um uh, no it's uh it, but yeah, office setting, man, it's perfect because then you're not grabbing. I mean, you know, when there's only 12 bagels and you got 25 people in the office. You grab a couple slices and you're good. I mean, you know, you're not feeling like a pig going and grabbing a whole one and thank you leaving a couple people without having some. Uh, exactly. It's like it's like you got a cake for the office party or whatever, someone's birthday, whatever, and you got 50 people in the office. You don't cut the cake into 10 pieces. You cut into smaller pieces. Uh, official beers of episode 174. Bill, I see that you brought in something that you're rather excited about. Oh, yeah. Fancy smancy. I'm still working on my tweet. I'm so excited. <laughs> Can't even put the words together. So tonight, we're uh, it's KBS week. Yes, so um, Founders Kentucky Breakfast Stout, usually a very, very hard find. I've only been able to get it like every other year. And uh, last week, I walked into Total Wine after work um, on Friday, just looking to see, you know, if there's maybe something I could pick up for the weekend. And uh, I found an endless supply of KBS. <laughs> so got a bomber, got a four-pack, drank the bomber over the weekend. It's my first of the four-pack. I'm excited for you. It's delish. It's like I'm I'm tweeting. I'm, I'm going big and fancy. And back to the coffee stouts. Last week, I think broke my coffee stout like streak at five or six. Okay, but this is yeah, top two coffee stouts for me. Our YouTube chat is ahead of our our, our game feed. They said Colorado scored. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, Jeff, wait, what? Yes, what you drinking? What you drinking? Oh, well, well, sir. Um, I'm going tonight with uh, with a favorite that I've had on the show a couple times. Uh, it is the Single Speed from Four Hands Brewing Company out here in St. Louis. Uh, just, uh, just a wonderful ale uh, brewed with jasmine. I don't really know what jasmine is. What's in jasmine? 
It's uh, who she is. Yeah. The and girl from Aladdin? Yeah. She makes good rice. I have her rice upstairs. She's, I tell you what, she looks pretty foxy at the end of that movie when she's wearing the red and uh, uh, Jafar's got her all decked out. <laughs> she looks pretty good. Hmm. What, you guys not agree? No, I... I mean, I, I'm, I'm more, I'm partial to when Bugs Bunny dressed up as a girl rabbit. That's that. that's 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 my thing. That says a lot. I hear you. <laughs> who's the who's the hottest Disney Disney princess? Let's do this. Oh, hottest Disney princess. Uh, the one, I you know, I like the one from Brave. She's not a princess though, is she? Or is she? Yeah, I don't know. She, kind, she kind is of. at the end. Okay, she becomes yeah. a princess. Nah, she, I, I like that movie. That's a fun movie. And uh, she's cool. I'm decidedly at a disadvantage. I think the last Disney movie that I watched was maybe The Lion King. Like that came wow. out. I don't have kids. Yeah, but and, Disney. I mean, there's some Disney movies that are pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you know. oh yeah, yeah. Well, Disney is also. You know what though? I I never saw the princess Disney movies until I had kids either. Really. Yeah. And and uh, my significant other really really hates Disney everything, so hmm. we don't we don't watch anything like that in our house. Is she Jewish? No. Why would Disney hates Jews? <laughs> uh, the the, that's, thought, the that's thoughts and comments from Jeff Pond do not necessarily reflect those of LGB Radio. That's where this show's going, folks. Um, yeah, you know, Jasmine's up there for me. Uh, I always say Bell, though, because Beauty the Beast, that's uh, that's just such a great movie. So I'll go Bell. Yeah. Well, we all have different ones. What do you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, if I if I had to vote, I would say um, Little Mermaid, Ariel. Okay. Uh, mine, would, mine would whoop all your asses. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> she would. Um, my beer is, uh, I went with a favorite of mine, the, uh, Sam Adams Stray Wheat, uh, crisp and lightly sweet. So, uh, I, and I have, ch- uh, Bill brought in chocolate to go with it. So that's, uh, it's even, you know, it's perfect. I, I love the, I love the chocolate pairing with the cherry wheat. It tastes good. Um, so today in blues history, courtesy of the at STL blues history, Twitter account, March 27th, 2014, St. Louis blues. Uh, the St. Louis Blues win 50 games in a season for the second time in franchise history as TJ Oshie records his first career hat trick and first 20 goal season in a 5 to 1 win versus the Minnesota Wild. We got uh, how many wins we got right now? 40 40 41. So we ain't going to reach 50. Only got 50 twice. Yeah, this team was destined not to do that. No, <laughs> if they had uh, you know had a bit better start to the first half of the season. Uh, March 27, 2012, Brian Elliott of the St. Louis Blues had uh, a record-setting night versus the Nashville Predators, winning 3 to nothing, which was his third straight shutout, set the Blues' season record with nine shutouts in a season. He also broke the Blues' consecutive shutout minutes record, and the team tied the post-expansion record with 15 shutouts in a season. So I remember that. I remember that very well, actually. Um it was a big deal. I and mean, there's a lot of people. I mean, I got a lot of national attention that because the Blues were uh, they were first that year in, in goals against. They got the Jennings, right? That was 2012. So, yep. yeah. The, so that yep. was Halak Elliott. Right? That was Halak Elliott. And, uh, yep. you know, because you know, Elliott, you know, he wasn't any good. No. 
No, no it's terrible. Not at all. Terrible goalie. Overrated. Yeah, no. Can't, couldn't win before. Couldn't really win as much after. So he's terrible. Yeah. Forget what he did yep. here. Forget it. Doesn't matter <laughs> because he was bad before and bad after and not as good after. So what he did here doesn't matter, even though he was you know best in the NHL over his span here. But whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter. And it does. It it doesn't matter. Come on, man. I mean, <laughs> let's face it. Brian all, Elliott. Uh, that guy. He. What he did in Colorado. That's all that matters. Yeah. Right. No. Early in the season. Early in his career, when he didn't have it figured out. Necessarily, you know, and he had his, be- he had his his prime was here. Players have primes. His was here. Yeah. What are you gonna do? But Ken Hitchcock gets all the credit for it. Oh, I don't give him credit for. I give him some credit. I I don't. I give him no credit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We, I know your thoughts on Ken Hitchcock. I uh, I give that. I give the credit. There? No. I give the credit to Jordan Leopold. Mm. Yeah, he was. He had pretty solid year, right? No, no, he was terrible here. <laughs> Hang on. I got one to add real quick. Okay. Just want to say uh, uh, 25 years now that that uh, special hockey has been around, and uh, the Gateway Locomotives was one of the founding members of special hockey in North America. So uh, I believe that was today, the 25th anniversary. So uh, Gateway Locomotives are now St. Louis Blues special hockey. So uh, big, uh, big congratulations to them on 25 years. Pretty cool that uh, some of the grassroots of that started right here in St. Louis. Uh, just wanted to, to point that out. Uh, big day for uh, for the NHL and celebrating special hockey around North America. And let's hope that the uh, the proposed budget cuts to Special Olympics do not go through. Yes. Let's hope because that would be that would be a, a a sad state of affairs. Yeah. Yes. Let's agree. Let, let you yeah. find the money elsewhere. What it, like two of Betsy DeVos's houses? Like if, one, if she was able to sell them, yeah. they would one of generate her, enough income to keep that going. It's like eighteen for, yeah. million dollars was yeah, cut. Uh, is proposed to being cut for the Special Olympics, and one of her ten yachts costs forty million dollars. <laughs> so unbelievable. It, it, that just kind of puts things into perspective. I'm not sure, but uh, so and then I think uh, yeah. So okay. Too far into politics, we're gonna get complaint hate emails. I'm we're just stating facts yes. so far. I'm not I have not given an opinion except for I don't want it to happen. So yeah, I agree. I think that's an opinion, isn't it? I that's the only opinion I'm gonna give on it. That I do not want it to happen. Um and I they say it won't. But I don't think it will. It's gotta it, pass, it's gotta vote, you know, that's actually not gonna pass. That's kind of that might be a political suicide for some uh, people who vote on that if they vote. Oh God, yeah, and then oh. you got to figure even even Republicans are against it. A lot of them have been, so it's not going to happen. Uh, so uh, speaking of uh, shitty news, uh, well, or interesting news, uh, former Blue Yori Laterra was sentenced to four months of conditional imprisonment, which means probation, uh, for possession of cocaine, six grams of it. Laterra obtained and possessed six grams of cocaine in Finland. The case stems back to uh, September 2018, which we talked about at the time and a few times since then, when Latero was considered one of the 23 prospects in a large cocaine ring that was apparently being run out of his home. Um, his summer home. His summer home, yes. Flyers placed Latero on waivers in early February. He went unclaimed. Woo! Why couldn't we have done that? Um, and has played just five games for uh, the AHL affiliate uh, in Lehigh Valley. Lehigh. Lehigh Valley. Uh, with the last coming on March 1st. So Latera is being paid $5 million this season. Thank you, Doug Armstrong, right? Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Rod Hextall. Uh, yeah, well, I'm just saying that, right, that right. it was Armstrong's contract. But, they, but the, It was Armstrong's contract, but thank you. 
Oh, we were already, no, yeah, for taking him. it. Right, no, I get that. Um, the final year of his three-year contract, originally signed with the Blues. Uh, is he done in the NHL? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, w- it, you don't think a team would sign him for the league minimum? No. Okay. No. No. It has. It, I, you I, know, I, to I, me, I agree with you. I wouldn't, but I. To me, I don't even think it. It this matters. I think after the way he's played for Philadelphia, and how he's shown, he's not even really that capable of being a fourth line winger. I don't think he was going to get another contract over here. You got to figure someone in Finland, uh, you know, one of the one of the clubs he probably already played for. They'd probably take a flyer on him and spend more money on him than anyone would here in North America. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, he'd probably get that. that I can't and imagine he'll go back if he can. If he even wants to play hockey, he'll have options in either Russia or Finland. I'd almost say he'd be done in the NHL if he didn't have this. Oh yeah, on his oh, yeah. On resume, he would. I mean, yeah. he he just was not good anymore. No, no, he had a month and a half where he was really good. That's that. You know what? That's off the top of my head. That's might be one of the worst contracts that the Blues have ever signed. Yes. It could be I, one of the worst in NHL history. Just just how much he got and how many years he got for doing – I mean, he had a pretty good half a season, and that was it. And he went downhill and then was signed to that contract after he went downhill and had a year left on his, on his contract. It was so stupid. Um, We bitched about it at the time. Everyone bitched about it at the time. I mean, it seemed I, like I the only understand. one that was for that was Doug Armstrong. I, I know. I, I, I remember us having a show, and we're all like, why? Why now? Why so soon? Let him. I mean, he was hurt. I mean, he didn't play well. He like tailed off, and like, you see how he rebounds. Oh my god! I don't. Uh, how do? How does? How do? How do we understand that? How do fans understand that? And fucking Doug Armstrong just okay. Here's five million a season, or four whatever a season. <clears throat> Doug Armstrong know. seems like one of those one of those guys that uh, you know you probably like uh, dated girls like him. Where, all the uh, time. I date girls you know, like Doug Armstrong all the time. <laughs> yeah, I look just like Doug. Bald, have the same hairstyle. Yeah, bald and fat and making bad deals at lunch kids yep. at the lunch table. Yeah. No, it's uh <laughs> no, it's 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 you know, it reminds me of girl this girl I dated that uh uh you know, it was um she'd get really excited about something. Oh yeah, you know, let's go to the blues game. We go to the blues game, halfway through the game, we should get season tickets. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we are broke college kids. We can't afford. No, let's get season tickets. Let's just do it. Let's go down and buy some now. No. Then the Blues lost, and it was. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't do that. Yeah, knee jerk. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 Doug Armstrong for you in a nutshell. Knee jerk, Doug Armstrong. Uh, Tice Huck in the YouTube chat. Bill wants to know where you got your beer. Uh, him and his dad are. Uh, competition brewers in Missouri and haven't heard of where you mentioned. Uh, Total Wine? Uh, Total Wine. He's in Missouri. Yeah, so so this is Brentwood. Um, Okay, Brentwood, Total Wine in Brentwood. In the worst parking lot in St. Louis. (laughs) Yes. The Promenade. Yes. Uh, Target, Trader Joe's Complex. Okay. It's, yeah. Um, So there you go. It's the old Golf Galaxy building. Tice, you're, you're competition brewers? Uh, would it be possible for us to acquire a few beverages uh, to drink on our show and feature? That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Be all about that. We'd, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you probably can't sell it, but yeah. Uh, yeah. it would work out some. Yeah, I mean, if you want to try something out on us. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. Like a, like a, like a, right. yeah, a trial run on a, right. yeah, test batch or something. 
<laughs> we do accept any form of brides, bribes, brides, or brides, <laughs> brides too. Yeah, brides. Yeah, lining up bribes outside the door. In the form of bride. Yeah, yeah. Can't talk. Bribes blah, blah. in the form of brides. I don't say blah 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 blah. I don't say that. That's another cartoon that you probably haven't seen. Hotel Transylvania. Yeah, I've okay. not seen that one. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I've uh, heard that. I've never seen it either. It's pretty funny. It's pretty good. Uh, so the Blues uh, have uh, they swept their uh, four game homestand: a seven to two win versus the Oilers, five to two win versus the Red Wings, four to three versus the Lightning, and three to one versus the Golden Knights last night. Um, we can go ahead and start off by well, I'm not going to talk about all of them because uh, you know we're not going back that far. So, uh, but I we have to talk about the game on Saturday. The game yes. against Tampa Bay, that that four three game, Bennington versus Vasilevsky. I, I went to Ballpark Village for this game. That was fun, uh, and I watched the game there. Um, that was a neat, a neat atmosphere to be in for those three goals. In uh, what was it? Uh, uh, seventy five seconds. Yeah, seventy five seconds. I was gonna say five. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed like five. And I was, I tweeted out, I'm like, I can't look down to tweet. I'm gonna miss a Blues goal. This is ridiculous. Um, try try being in the building. <clears throat> Yeah, right. You were there. Yeah, yeah. that's that's pretty that, cool. That atmosphere was ridiculous. I mean, they it was they, amazing. they couldn't get the goals announced fast enough before the next one was scored. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, on the uh, so on the power play at eight thirty, the first period uh, after a shot by Bozak and a save by Vasilevsky, a rebound shot by Dunn, another save by Vasilevsky. Robert Thomas at the side of the net uh, roofs the rebound uh, to put the Blues up one nothing. And uh, as they're, who's this, who's whose call is this? And the Blues are off and running. Who says that? Uh, guy does the play-by-play on NBC. Damn it! Um, so and so, and they're uh, off and running. Who is that? Is that? Uh, that's uh, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Whoever. It's Which, one. Of, is it, it um, John Porcelain, the Carolina guy, or is it Chris Cuthbert? I, 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 oh, I'm not sure. Cus Cuthbert. Maybe My favorite. It, it might be him. My favorite Canadian import. To the Randy Carricker. Uh Tice, Tice Huck said we just did about 45 gallons total for a competition in Perryville in May at Mary Jane's. So supplies are low as of now. Oh. We're hoping to take home the gold medal in our categories for three years straight. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, try this beer. Uh, I'll make sure to get more next time, though. So we can, Okay, cool. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll work some out. Very cool. Congratulations and good luck. Uh, you should... Uh, you know, tweet us, Facebook us, however you want to get a hold of us, uh, your email address, and we'll be in touch. Yeah, that'll work. Twitter, at LDB Radio, or <laughs> don't yeah. have Jeff give it the email address. <laughs> no, don't, don't. That's why I didn't mention one. Uh, Twitter at let's go blues dot at yeah, day. Dot at space. <laughs> <laughs> There's no spaces. Uh, uh, but no, so, so these goals, yeah. Oh. I mean, you 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 mentioned the the first goal. The first goal goes in, and keep in mind, you know, this is early in the first, and the building just goes erupts. I mean, just goes nuts. It's a packed house. Um, you know, it, uh, like the group I was with, we went to center ice before for like two hours, so we were feeling pretty good by the time we even walk into the building. And um, I mean, they scored that first goal, and it was all right. Here we go. This is great. And then, like you said, they, they could not announce the goals fast enough. It was just the second one goes up. We weren't even like at one point, I think it was the third goal. A couple of us weren't even looking at the rink. We were all like turned around like, 
oh my god, can you believe they just scored those two goals? And then you hear the, the <laughs> horn go again. And just what the hell is going on here? And you know, obviously, you know, we know what happens later in the game, but at that moment you're just thinking, this is the best freaking team in the NHL, and the Blues just put a three spot on them. It's impressive. Uh, Ty Suck in YouTube chat, and not not to I, I we're interested in this conversation. With like two things going on at once here. So, <laughs> what are you guys into? Lighter or darker beers? It doesn't really matter. Uh, personally, I'm into I'm into darker. Right? I think Bill is too. Yeah, if I could see through my beer, it's a problem. <laughs> and uh, Jeff Jeff likes the frou frou stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> please Bud Light Orange. <laughs> oh, um, that's that's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> now, I, I like uh, I like them both. It depends, but uh, I probably am more on the darker side as well. Like uh, stouts and porters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm with you, with you guys. Yeah. So I'll try to tie this all together. So you guys are experiencing the Blues game live firsthand Saturday night. Yes. I am sitting in uh, Old Herald Brewery and Distillery in Collinsville, Illinois. Oh, I've been there. Yes. One time. So I was there and uh, I was enjoying some nice poutines <laughs> <laughs> and a flight of beers. And I happened to check Twitter having the game being recorded back at the house. And I see I see your tweet about, I can't tweet fast enough. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, this will be fun when I get home to watch it. So that was pretty much when I stopped paying attention uh, and then caught up later. And yeah, I was, I was shocked. <laughs> I know, right? Shocked when that game seemed like it got tied up. Yeah, and I'm with I'm with Jeff. I I was celebrating the other goal, and when one yeah when, when the next one was scored, and I missed that one. Yeah, I think game time. Somebody from game time tweeted out, you know, it, you know, it's a good night when Talboy can't even throw the first towel <laughs> before know. they score two more. I know, I know, yeah. right? I, the the yeah the the this was the first goal, and the second one they were still announcing it, and the third goal they were counting as the third goal was scored. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty great. Um. So uh, three goals in seventy five seconds um, against the best team in hockey. Best, the best in hockey. Best goalie. Yes. You know, wire I, to wire so far this and, year. And I, I mean, not to. I mean, it sounds weird giving Vasilevsky credit on some of his goals, but I mean that first goal. Right. I mean, you could just tell that Vasilevsky is an elite talent because he damn near got across to get. Uh, uh, Thomas's shot. Yeah, uh, yeah he did. That was. I mean, he was just stretched out. He was just. You could just tell he was doing it right. Um, so that was that was it was impressive to watch him pl- uh, try and make a save on a goal he got scored on, which is just like you know he's fantastic. Um, but thirty seconds into the second period, the Lightning uh, kind of came back, so they scored right off the faceoff. Uh, shorthanded goal. Shorthanded goal, and Shen botched this play. Uh, he was uh, he. As he left Petrangelo and hung out to dry, Shen was positioned on the left wing hash marks in the uh, in the slot on the faceoff. The puck is one backwards, uh, kind of, uh, because the light, but Lightning had possession, so they won the puck forward. Shen abandons his position and heads up the ice, um, and which leaves a two and one down low against Petro. Petro misses on a poke check, and the puck squirts free to uh, uh, Kalorn, who. On a, on a on a low shot back against the grain against uh, Bennington uh, beats him on a move so that uh, kind of sucked yeah uh, Peng and uh, Kelly were talking about that they had witnessed Tampa practicing set face off plays during their 
their ice time and going forward their morning skate and doing that exact thing and if if our broadcasters can catch well, that why can't our coaching staff well, impart that upon the players the funny thing i used to i used to pick my spots when i took faceoffs in games i i when i mean if the defense was was giving me a cushion right. uh i I'd, I'd, I'd motion to my winger i'd say you know we're going forward and uh, I, I, and he would just bolt forward, and I would, I'd try and like win it forward through the other forwards' legs. Um, half the time, try and cheat before it hits the ice and hit it out of the midair yeah. on the way down, um, which they never would never call you. So, but not, yeah, that's I mean, winning forwards. Is, what? Not in our leagues. No, 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 ever, not ever. No, never. We never. actually had we actually had that called. Um, what night was that? That was last Sunday. We had a we had a. a Illegal like face-off? Call a, a false face-off, yeah. On a puck that was hit. I was like, man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, you don't ever see that in men's league. I, I've only seen it once when it was just a terrible drop. It wasn't I mean, it wasn't because we hit it early. It was because uh, he, like, missed the face-off dot completely. <laughs> like, threw it down wow. and, like, stuck to his hand or something. It was, like, threw, like, missed, like, two feet wide. Um, So, you know, that – and then Tampa scored seven minutes later on a, on a nice uh, backdoor pass to Braden Point, who – uh, put it by Bennington on the near side, camera angle side. Uh, O'Reilly saw point, cut into the net, picked him up, didn't tie up a stick. So, and that's that he was kind of just free to tap it in. Yeah, so. that's, I mean, listen, O'Reilly's a, a great defensive talent. A lot of people are, are calling for him to uh, at least be in the conversation for the Selkie this year. Um, you know what's funny you know, about that? Sorry, uh, that Buffalo, that was one of the fans' criticism of him is he's not going to play defense. He, I was mocked on Twitter for saying that, uh, He's gonna kill some penalties, and they'll. Oh, he's, he's not defensive player. He's that's a he's a joke defensively. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny too because I, I remember when Colorado traded him. One of the things that I was reading about was well, okay, well, who's gonna kill our penalties? So it's clear to me, at least, Ryan O'Reilly was probably just misused in Buffalo. Misused or uh, just Buffalo fans uh, don't really understand a lot. Talent, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Because man, I don't know how many. I don't know how many. Man, it's so it was so funny that early in the season when the Blues were were playing shitty, and Buffalo was you know first in the Metro, or and and so all these Buffalo fans are coming out of the woodwork and they're just ripping on Blues. Oh, you got a Riley, you know, last place team. You can't win with a Riley. You can't. And then all of a sudden the tables have turned and Buffalo fell off the table and the Blues won this run, and now the tables are completely turned and. Nothing from Buffalo fans. Not a thing. I even actually went back and I I tagged the guy that said that a couple times about uh, you know hey you know what's going on you know with the th-? and nothing didn't even reply like a smart ass or a like a you know, fuck you didn't say nothing he just shut up so I'm like okay that's cool <laughs> that's that tells me all I need to know um yeah well anyway so on this this goal yeah. um sorry uh oh, oh right no it's fine uh, uh you know that's what we do on this show we never <laughs> Wait, stay you on need topic. one more oh i caught oh oh you need one more oh in there one before more. you say go ahead Riley. go ahead kurt you got this well i the uh this one oh 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 o'reilly auto parts Oh, that's not a, a uh, bad on a play where he kind of missed an assignment there. You have a play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're still celebrating him. Uh, but no, I mean, like I said, that that's that's a play that, you know, nine times out of ten, I think he makes. And, um, you know, every coach will tell you, every player will tell you, um, first and foremost, tie up the stick in front of the net. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just, you know, he just didn't do it. Um, unfortunate, because at that point, 
lose up three, one, you know, uh, not putting a lot of offense on Vasilevsky there, uh, at that point in the game. And you're thinking, I know three, two now, and it was a defensive lapse. So it's, yep. uh, Oh, here we go. Uh, Oh, uh, Oh, uh, Oh, uh, Oh, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, Shen's goal gave us a, a two, a two goal lead again, which was, uh, which was a, a purdy goal. It was a purdy goal. It, it was a beauty fish. It was poorly, poorly captured by the NHL. The NHL, when they tweeted the gif, yeah, they said, and he does it while falling down. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I'm he like, didn't what fall the fuck? I was waiting. I'm like, did I miss something? Who fell down? He fell down. I'm like, oh, no, he didn't fall down. Yeah, that was weird. Vasilevsky fell down? Yeah. Uh, Ma- was... <laughs> maybe. Uh, no, I, no I, I mean, that that is. Like wow, the epitome of situational awareness. Oh God! <laughs> like, yeah. To to have the the frame of mind to you know to the goalies realize yeah. what's happening there, and all you have to do is tap it towards the net. Yeah, the goalie the goalie's down. You know that side's open, and you just got to try uh, with, uh, by any means possible get the puck towards the net in that direction. Yeah, and he did. Well, and, you got to think like a, a lot of guys too are probably trying to maybe like. Uh, as they're turning, kick it to their stick and then hope that they can get their stick on it so they don't get a, you know, kick in the net goal and have it taken away. Or rather, didn't even use his feet on that. That's Im- that's so impressive. Barbershev, and Barbershev made that play possible. Uh, before that, before the puck even got to uh, Shen, uh, some great work to steal and harass, uh, steal the puck from and harass the defender. Almost, uh, probably could have got called for hooking. He, because the way they call hooking now is that mm-hmm. you, you, if you stick lift and if your blade's turned up and you get the glove at all, that's hooking. And he, it, 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 was, it was it was close. it was close. It, it, I mean, if if it, I I've seen I've seen hooking calls that were not as bad as that. So, but I think we've gotten to the point of the season where we're starting to see the playoff style refing where whistles and, are and it was a big fewer. game. It was it was a right. two two I right. mean two good teams and. Uh, I I could and they let him play for the right. most part, and I felt that yeah, way did. even more in the Vegas game. But yeah, we'll get to that later. Yeah, but he uh uh and it caused the turnover to Squirt Tarasenko, who then put it on net, and then Shen was crashing the net and uh, made a move on Vasilevsky, and uh, the rest is as they say, um, history. Yeah, we'll the, we'll we'll talk uh we'll talk a little bit more about Barbashev, but I mean, man, that I, I we've we've been talking all season about how good he's looked on the fourth line. I think we're starting to see the offensive upside of him more lately and his four checking prowess just leads to so many chances. And God, you got to love that out of a player like him. Well, I mean, he really turned it up when Steen got put down on that fourth line. Like that. I mean, they're, it's not coincidental. No, I mean, I think, I think for as proud and as great a player as Steen has been, the fourth line is this is the best fourth line that we've had all year. I was just going to say that I think that's a good spot for Steen. I, I, yeah. He's, I mean, he's been Steen's caught a ton of flag for his contract and his 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 elevated contract and his reduction in production. So you know he's he doesn't have a spot in the top six anymore. Um, barely has a spot in the third line. Really, to be honest, I mean the fourth line's a good spot for him. Right, he looks great in Barbashev. Like, he, like I said, he has exploded since Steen's been down on that fourth line. Mm-hmm. It's 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 awesome, and we're getting production from it. Keep him there. And and Steen's a Steen's a guy that I mean, your fourth line is typically energy banging, uh, you know, uh, that kind of a line. 
Um, Steen can be that guy. Steen can hit. Steen's a Steen's a feisty. Steen's a feisty fucker. Right. And <laughs> he, I've he, I've I've witnessed at least my my observations on Steen since he's been on the fourth line is he's moved his feet a hell of a lot more than he was when he was on third or second. Well, I mean, and and they'll have better matchups out there too. I mean, right. In the fourth well, you got to figure part of that could easily be too that he's getting. I mean, he's not getting a ton less ice time, but you know he's getting a little less ice time being on that fourth line and. Maybe it's just keeping him motivated to to go out and skate his all every single shift. Uh, Steen is averaging sixteen oh eight on the ice, which I don't I don't know what that's broken down recently, but uh, he's. I mean, he's still killing penalties, so he's he's gonna get you know multiple extra shifts. He's in the middle. He's fifteenth yeah. in the team, and uh, well, don't count goalies. He's thirteenth uh, in ice time. For twelfth, uh, sorry, four to two, and the Stamco scored. Uh, JT Miller, which every time I hear his name, I'm thinking TJ Miller. <laughs> every time. Yeah. Um, I thought he was out of Hollywood after all the sexual, the Me Too movement. Yeah, he oh, kind of just wrong guy. killed his career. He just killed his career. Yeah. He's and written out of Deadpool. And it's like. And written out of uh, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. <laughs> One of my favorite write offs of a character. I've never seen. They, they left him dead in opium dead in China. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, but uh, JT Miller outmuscled Bowmeister, uh, snatched the puck, and fed Stamkos, who fired a shot by Bennington, to make it 4-3 to three Blues. And then the uh, the uh, Sean Farrell uh, play, I guess you could yes. say, the Blues replay guy. Star of the game. Star of the game. Uh, under six minutes to go in the game, power play, lightning. Stamkos appeared to score on a one-timer from, from Ovechkin's office. Uh, deflected off Preco's stick and under Bennington's arm as he slid across. But the Blues replay guy, Mr. Sean Farrell, uh, challenged it, saying the uh, or called for the challenge, uh, saying the Lightning was offside. And they were. They were offside easily. Uh, uh, really? It was, it was like a, by a, a couple feet. Um, and uh, Braden Point was offside on the play. And uh, no goal. So huge challenge. Huge. Huge. Absolutely. And it, it takes – so it's the entire coaching staff. Yeah. Because it takes balls to oh. make that call. Because you, what you did, you you just gave up a power play goal. Right. And you're going Hit. to give them another power play if you're wrong and you're tied. Do, do just, you, I know. Do the you, game swings right there. Do you know how as soon as they challenged it, I knew I, – I, well, it's going to replay. As soon as they challenged it, I knew – this is being this is this is no goal because there's no way in hell the with a tie a tie game when the Blues would like to have some points to solidify third and and gain on Nashville they need these points there's no way they're going to challenge and risk in a tie game and uh, risk another power play for Tampa Bay and then possibly lose in regulation you know what I mean there's no way that they were going to risk that they they had to be absolutely sure uh, right. if that was going to be overturned and Farrell had time. You know, to to watch that because the play developed before they scored the goal, right? They had they had a little bit of zone time before. They had about it wasn't a ton of time, like fifteen seconds or so, ten seconds. That's enough. When, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah it was they didn't score you, on the when, rush, so right, yeah, right. They, it was a set play. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. It was, I good. I, I was to say I was. Uh, you know, a lot of times when when we're watching the game, and I think Kurt, we you even said this on the show. You know, you'll see a, a play develop, and and you'll say. That's probably offside. You know, hopefully there's not a goal because we have to sit through the replay. <laughs> no, I know, like, right? And I see that all the time. Like, I'm always like, oh, I think that play was offside. I, I mean, maybe it was from the angle I was sitting. I was sitting behind one of the nets. 
I didn't even notice Brayden Point being clearly offside. And then when when they started showing the replay up on the the jumbotron, I was I was like, oh yeah, he's offside. He's way offside. Yeah, that's a that's a great call by Sean Farrell to 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 notice that and say, hey, we got to challenge this. And like you guys said, I mean, you have to be sure in that situation. You absolutely have to be with with the points going on the line and. Uh, possibly having another power play against uh, a Tampa Bay power play, and late in the um, game too. It was late in the game, yeah. so they weren't gonna like, they weren't gonna piss away that point. Yeah, uh, let's place it. Fazileski gave up a couple goals there in the first period, but outside of that, he was looking great. So you know, Tampa Bay scores another power play goal there. You're probably losing that game in regulation. Yeah, uh, and Kucherov. Uh, missed a wide open net during that goal mouth scramble. Yeah, that this seemed to take forever to. Uh, that was one of the longer scrambles right. you're going to see where the puck just could not get right. covered it or cleared. It felt like you were watching the live game in slow motion. Yes. And uh, to be honest, and I tweeted this out, and to be honest, it's karma that Kucherov missed that that open net because he did cross-check Steen down a couple of two or three seconds before that to free himself up to be able to take that shot. So uh, he missed, which is karma for uh, for the no. I mean, it right. would have been, t- been a ticky-tack penalty based on the situation, but... Technically, it was a penalty, so, yeah. I think they said on the air he missed wide, but oh, on the replay, it was high. high. Well, it was both. I think it was both. Right. I think he missed high and wide. He, yeah. he totally uh, yeah. uh, gripping the stick too tight. I don't know. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, totally, he stepney-acted. Yeah. He totally whipped it. Uh, Bennington stopped 39-42. Vasilevs- Vasilevsky stopped 22-26. Blues were 1-2 in the power play, and Tampa Bay was 0-3. Blues win 4-3. That was a fantastic game, and uh, in between uh, is it in between periods right now two nothing Colorado right now two nothing Colorado so, currently showing highlights of, of uh, Dallas and Calgary and uh, Calgary and Dallas is winning one nothing. Gotta hate Dallas. Yeah. Uh, next game three one win versus the Golden Knights on Monday. Bennington back in the net versus uh, Malcolm Subban. Uh, Blues are the Blues. After this game, the Blues you know win this game three one. They are seventeen zero and zero. Now with Shen O'Reilly and Tarasenko as on the as top a line, line. top line, seventeen zero and zero. That I mean, that's, I, that's I a mind blowing. That number. is unheard of. I mean, I I, don't, I almost I almost want them to take them off the line right now and put them back together in the playoffs, just so we don't <laughs> jinx that. <laughs> I mean, show me show me a a, a a line that's been put together that has that's we've had a better run than this. Any any team ever. No. I mean, granted, they haven't been uh, with injuries and stuff. They haven't done it consecutively, right. obviously. But uh, it's like Perron's point streak, right? Right, exactly. Well, which stopped at I mean, seventeen. I think it ended at seventeen. Yeah. You think some of you think of some of the the great lines we've seen over the years. I mean, obviously, you've got you know you go back to the Federko and um, Federko Sutter and Babich. Uh, Babich. Yeah, Babich on that line. Yeah, I mean that's a it's a hell of a line in Blues history. Dimitra Kachuk Melanby. You know, Terjan, Drake Young. I mean, you think of all these great lines the Blues have had. And, I mean, this is right up there with them. I mean, this is... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, especially when you look at, at the numbers, not just there's the way they're scoring, but the way they're dominating games. And, and the stat shows that. 17-0-0. That's insane. Uh, Hawaii Blues fan. Uh, in The Hawaii Blues fans Blue Note fan report is how it's uh, reading in YouTube chat. He says the Knights fans treat Subban the way we treat Allen. Is that right? They're on him like we're on Allen. 
I don't know. That can't be. That really? can't be. I, I, I can't think imagine Subban's any. That bad of a goalie. I can imagine. Any, I I know. I can't imagine any fan base being on a goalie as much as Ron Allen. Uh, yeah. I, okay. I would. If that's the case, that's that seems wrong. He says yes. That seems racist. That's oh, uh, it was oh, I was just Bill. not going there. Well, God, Bill. Sorry, <laughs> the political Terrible. charge discussion early on. All right, I don't see color, so yeah. I'm just I don't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, uh, that's he ain't that, doing the blues any favors today. That's for damn sure. No, he's not. Not that we need it. We should do it on our own. Maybe it's not so much that they're all over. He's I am, I am connected to a YouTuber that. Does what I do for the nights. Okay, so he's he knows a guy who does YouTube stuff for the nights, and that's what he says. From Hawaii, pure cane sugar. That's the one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know how long I'm waiting to say that. Whoo! Thank you, guy. Oh, <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Uh, <laughs> uh, late in the first period against the Golden Knights, uh, Barbashev scores after a giveaway by uh, Malcolm Subban. Uh, which you know maybe I, I, after that play, I'm sure that the uh, Knights fans were uh, like, you know, <laughs> damn it. Uh, Sanford grabs the uh, giveaway, which you know, hey, Sanford, you know, Sanford um, has shown a little bit more the past couple of games. Uh, he's, I mean, he, he's still frustrating, but he's actually producing at times and and doing good things too, in addition to his goddamn it moments. Um, so he uh, Sanford grabs the giveaway uh, behind the net centers of Barbashev who beats Subban near post who hadn't didn't seem to be fully set back in his uh, in his in his net uh, after the giveaway which was behind the net and then Carlson scores with Vegas tied up after a rebound and buried it into the open side late in the second period O'Reilly is sprung on a breakaway from Jay Bowmeister <laughs> and a hell of a pass yeah, by Bowmeister fantastic on the tape I mean that guy. Oh, let's sign into a three-year deal. <laughs> this offseason, three-year no. deal. Let's go about three million per. <laughs> mm, you're killing me. Let's uh, do it. He's I think I'd rather five. talk about the Iserman goal. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, uh, I would. I I don't think I'd sign Mark Giordano to a three-year deal. It, he's yeah. he and Bowmeister are the same age, and he's got more points. And he's he's been you know Norris candidate. Matt, yeah. Did he win? Did he win the Norris? No, he never he won. Yeah, because his name. The, the one Brent year Burns. he was going to, he got injured. Yeah. Mike Myers says in YouTube chat, "Just say no to a Bowmeister extension." I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm, I'm mostly kidding. Ninety nine percent kidding. One would, year. We, one year. We talked about this on, on last show. I think it was, and I, I said I'd be okay with one year for cheap. Uh, nope. What a couple million. I think I said. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. I was like, that's. I'd do that one year, but yeah, Jeff said absolutely not. <laughs> and uh, I think Bill was on board with one year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. I I've said this. I don't know how many times that you know I was wrong about Bowmeister being you know should have been put out to pasture. I think was what I used to say. Well, based on he sucked. You you were under the but, you were you were your your opinion was based on the assumption that he was being put out there when he could contribute and play. Right. When he was I mean that that apparently right. he was put out there when he should not have been. It, but my opinion went too far in <laughs> in projecting that his career was done. He well, he is showing that he is a very effective right. NHL defenseman at this point in his career. 
when used properly. And well, and, and Bill, at, at that time, given given what we knew, you were right. He wasn't an NHL defenseman, as far as we knew. That's all he had to offer. So again, I said this last week, mm-hmm. and then Kurt just said it too. That's that's on that's on the training staff. That's on management. That's on coaching. Yep. You know, when you see a guy struggling health wise like that, you gotta sit him. You gotta get him right. And it's they Mike just Yo. never did. Uh, midway through the third period, the Blues got an insurance goal from Sanford of all people, uh, who scored off his chest. Um, shot by Bertuzzo, saved by Subban, and the puck hit Sanford in the chest as he was going down while crashing the net. Uh, some reports had him tapping the end with a stick. I don't think he got it with a stick. I think mm. it was off his chest, off his mm. chest and in. Oh yeah. So uh, was it that the uh, wasn't that when all the all the assists except for one came from defensemen in that game? Is that right? I didn't hear that. Is that right? I'll I can, check. I can, uh, vamp. I can, I, well, no, I, I got it right here. Let's see. Uh, Except for the Sanford assist to Barbashev, right? So Sanford to Barbashev, and then there was uh, Bomeister and Preco to Riley, and there was Bortuzzo and Potential to Sanford. So, yeah, yeah all except for one. Yeah. Yep. Correct I mean, that Mundo. speaks volumes about the Blues' defense. Oh, they, uh, I, they've, they've got, they've got, they've, they're, uh, if they're not leading the league in goals scored, uh, they're up there. Um, they're they're just, up there. Yeah, they, they've been they've been fantastic contributors, and we've said this uh, on the show many times that when you, I mean, and this is not rocket science or rocket surgery. This is just the way it is. When you get contributions from your defense on offense, you, you're, I mean, assuming your offense plays the way it should, then you're gonna you're gonna do quite well. That's that's secondary scoring, so it's fantastic. Um, let's see. Tice Tuck says, I wouldn't sign him back. Enjoy, and uh, I guess Bowmeister, enjoy and appreciate what he's done for us at this point, but realize that his ship has sailed and we have to move on from him. To be honest. Yes. <laughs> uh, and he also says, to be honest, Mac wouldn't be a bad move. He's not a point producer, but he's uh, the physical presence that Sanford isn't and, physical, and physically, physicality goes a long way in the playoffs. Mac. Mac. Was that a McCackern. Was that a conversation? Oh, oh Kekern. Okay. All right. Yeah. And Jesse Hill says, yeah. meh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I talking about Sanford, you know, you, you mentioned it, and we talked about it last week uh, to to a, a pretty longer extent. Um, I, I like his game. I still do. I think his offensive production just – he's not that type of player. Um, you know, maybe he's being thrust into a role where you kind of expect to, to see better hands on the player, but – you know, defensively, he does a good job. He's, you know, not uh, he's not coughing the puck up at the wrong time. He's just not the offensive player that that maybe we kind of thought he was, especially earlier in the season. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. If you're going to take anyone out, I actually, man, I know that I've just taken such a 180 on this guy. I put McEckard in over Fabry at this point. I like McEckard's game. Well, but Fabry's not playing at all. Exactly. Oh. That's what I'm saying. I know a lot of people would say put Fabry in over Sanford, I'd put McKeckard in over I, both of them. I, um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not, and even JR, uh, Rutherford, Jim Rutherford, uh, commented about, you know, he kind of like agrees and like, yeah, not sure why Sanford's playing. He was like commenting on all the, all the, uh, social media, uh, folks, blues folks wondering why Sanford's getting so much. Yeah. He's starting every game. And uh, I think uh, I I I mean he's he's been better the past couple games he's doing some stuff so I, I I'm I'm not as 
down on him as I was a few games ago, but uh, I still I I don't I, I I'd rather see Fabry. I'd rather see I guess McEachern. Um, even though he's kind of he kind of tailed off too, but again again I, again Sanford wasn't doing anything for a long time. At this point, I can tell you exactly why uh, Zach Sanford's playing over these other two players. The Blues are winning. You don't make oh. any changes when they're winning. Oh, I, I get it. That's fine. No, I know you and that's get fine. It. I know you get it. That's but fine. For everyone that's been bugging Jr. about it, uh, you know, it's like that's that's the only answer you need. They're winning games. They're playing well. I yeah. mean, even even the games they've lost, they've looked good. So there's no point in making a change just to make a change. It's like goaltending. They're winning with yep. Bennington. You play him. You're winning. Who cares? I mean, granted, he's been very good, but I mean, it, that that's it, but if he wasn't great, but we're just scoring a bunch of goals him in net. So what? We're winning. Who cares? Play him. I do. Oh, huh? granted, he's not Jake Allen. <laughs> well, <laughs> whoever, whoever the team, wh- whatever roster, goaltending and skaters you put out there, whatever gets you the job done and right. gets you wins, that's what you roll with. I'm sorry. I, I, right. And coming off a of 4-0 homestand, if we see any major <laughs> lineup shifts right. going into... The game against the Rangers, who are outside, yeah. not going to make it. Yeah, they're way out. Yeah. yeah, like 12 points out or something, 15 points out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Korak uh, today, I think, said that, uh, yeah, today, all 25 right. players were in uh, skating in practice, so that's right. a great sign. He was like, haven't said that in a while. Right. It's, so it was that's, the first time that they had the full which, compliment. And you know, you know what this reminds me of? The Cardinals in 06. When they had a when they had a season that was really shitty, and they kind of turned it on at the end of the season when they got extremely healthy when they got they were finally healthy for the first time all season, going into the playoffs, and they went on a tear. Yeah, just saying, just saying. That would be nice. Not to steal the you know, it would be nice sell. instead of the you know season ending you know key shoulder dislocation injury that, that we've always had over the happens last four years right God. four playoff years. I uh, one of my favorite things that somebody said to me on Twitter. I think it was two years after the the 06 team. Uh, somebody was giving me trouble about the Cardinals, and you know, I just said something. Yeah, well, you know, how many World Series is your team won? You know, I I, did, I pulled that card, and he <laughs> said, uh, "Oh, how does it feel uh, having the worst team, or the, what is it the 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 worst World Series winning team win like your team in 06? And oh, I said, "Fantastic." It feels- I said it feels pretty damn good. <laughs> like, who gives a fuck if an '86 team, if your team won '86 games, you won the. You know what? That almost makes it better. Yeah. Because no yeah. one expect you're always the underdog the whole way, and you're like you're defying the odds, and it's that much more exciting because it's unexpected. If you expect it, yeah, you're excited. Don't get me wrong, but like in '04, we expected it. It didn't happen. In '06. Mm. We didn't expect it, and it happened. It was tremendous. And eleven too, same thing, because we we're you know trailing in game six, and the game was over like ten times, and we came back. Oh, so I just I, that's the shit you remember. Uh, some comments here in the YouTube chat that uh, we should touch on. I think Bill will like these. Uh, Jesse Hill says I take Bill and Net over Allen. Mm. Uh, Tice Huck says 11 out of 10 would take Bill over Allen. <laughs> and uh, then Hawaii Blues fan says, yep. And Tice Huck says, I'd take Kurt's computer in net over Allen. Okay. I do have du- I have dual monitors. 
So it would take up some width, <laughs> some space width-wise. Yeah, those are yeah, those are wider than Turks pads. <laughs> and do I get <laughs> my laptop too for like a blocker? Is that what work? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I appreciate the comments. They haven't strapped on the pads in over ten years at this point, but you know. No. Well, Bill, what have you strapped on in the last ten years? <laughs> so, yes. Okay. I'm gonna. I'll just defer to Bill, and Bill can just talk for a while. <laughs> you want the floor? <laughs> uh, we don't have enough time to cover Why, this. Jeff's getting out a pad and paper. Why are you taking notes, Jeff? I. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually. I'm sketching actually. <laughs> oh, like one of your French girls. Yes. Uh, Bennington stopped 24, 25 shots uh, in that game. So he's, again, uh, so uh, Blues have avoided now U- uh, UFA uh, uh, status for Bennington in the offseason. So he will not be a UFA. He'll be an RFA, uh, which is a restricted free agent, which means the Blues, uh, if someone signs an offer sheet to him and he signs it. The blues can either match. If they don't match, the team takes in the blues compensation based on the amount of money he signed for. So basically the blues uh, will retain his, they'll, they'll keep him more or less. It's not going to, he won't leave. Um, so, uh, no Ben Bishop situation here where he's moved for, you know, to avoid that. But so Bennington, uh, a lot of talk on Twitter, uh, and social media about, Bennington and the Calder conversation. So, the, yeah. and, it, and it, it's interesting. And I think we can talk about this for a little bit. So, he's 21 4 and 1 now, a 9 3 0 save percentage, 1 8 1 GAA. He's a huge reason why the Blues uh, are where they're on the standings, saving the day and doing what Jake Allen couldn't do. Uh, and that's give the Blues consistently good to great goaltending and stealing games when necessary. So, does he have a shot at the Calder? Or being in the or being uh, nominated for the Calder, I I think it's well, it's two different questions, right? Well, um, the, the first question being that does he have a shot at the Calder because of who is voting for him? I say no. Um, I think, uh, and I had a, a a friend of the show, uh, somebody who listens all the time, my my friend Jason, uh, says that. Um, he says he said to me when I because I put that question out there, you know, at this point he has to at least be considered, right? And he said uh, he thinks that everyone made their mind up in December, and he's probably right uh, with the tear that that Lars Pedersen went on and how he's kind of doing it kind of all on his own. But I mean, my point was, and this is the other question: Does he deserve to be in the conversation? And that answer is yes, because he has not only not only has he Listen, if Lars Pedersen did the exact same thing that Bennington did, that he just turned it on, started scoring goals, and now Vancouver's in the playoff hunt, 100%, give it to Lars Pedersen. And and I'm not saying that, and I'm still thinking that at this point, I would probably side with Pedersen. But something that, that and, and this is something that, that Lance from the Drop Podcast brought up, uh, he said, you know, that it's, it's an individual award. It's not like the MVP. It's not like uh, leading his team. They don't consider that. Well, why the hell not? I mean, and and I know Phil Maroon had jumped in too and said that um, uh, that uh, he doesn't think that that it's going to happen. That he should be up for the heart. Yeah, that's a nice sentiment, but I don't think that's going to happen. <clears throat> he says he has more. He's a better shot at the heart than he does the Calder. <clears throat> I just think you know you look at the team's performance, especially when you're factoring a goaltender. I mean, he's the number one guy in that. We talk about all the time on this show about how. That's the most important position on the ice. 
And if he's leading his team back into a playoff rush, last place, they were last place. Now they're going to possibly still have a good chance here to take second in the central, maybe even first. It's kind of a long shot at this point, but they're in that conversation because of Jordan Bennington. So if you ask me, is he, is he worthy of being in it? Yeah. And I do think he gets a nomination, but I, I do think it's still going to go to Lars Pedersen in the end. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree uh, completely that, uh, well, one extra point I'll throw in and uh, for Pedersen getting it is that, you know, this is a media voted award, right? <laughs> and, and if it's yeah. a me- media voted award, they've, you know, Canadian media needs to give it to a Canadian, you know, a kid that plays in Canada. I, I'm nothing against him. He's had an incredible year. He's got a 22 point lead over the next rookie scorer. Yeah. But he has not, like, Bennington's contribution to the team and i think this may be where phil maroon's coming from uh, is has been much more valuable to the team and getting them into the postseason whereas the canucks are you know uh, right you know still potential lottery winners the the actual wording for the award is the most proficient rookie so i know i know that that, that uh, you mentioned lance's comments uh uh, Jeff and I, uh, I Lance uh, has been trumpeting uh, Pedersen for a while, um, and this is a few weeks ago. Uh, I think this was where he was. People were saying Bennington, you know, could be, you know, the people, the you know, the, the the types of fans I'm talking about. That oh, Bennington for the Calder, and uh, but uh, you know, he said, well, no, it goes to the best rookie. It doesn't necessarily go to the best rookie. It goes to the most proficient rookie, which it's not. That that's a that that's not really. It's how you define and apply proficiency to, you know, this award. So, um, I, I agree with you guys. I I don't think he's going to win it. Um, I do think he's in the conversation. Um, but uh, to be honest, what if Bennington leads the Blues? What if they do overtake Winnipeg and finish first in the first in the division? Does that make a difference to you? Not to me, because I think, and I mean, unless he absolutely implodes in these last couple games, for me, it's just a matter of, you know, even if they finish third, look at how far they came. I mean, yeah, first, maybe it, it, it throws some icing on the cake for maybe somebody else. But for me, it's this team has, and it's not even just the points, you know, and I know we talked about the, how the blues, you know, surged and every other team in the West was kind of falling Um, but even with that included to see where this team came from when he took over the net, that's, what's important to me. And he is uh, light, light years ahead of Pedersen in terms of what he's been able to provide his team and, and lead them to where they need to go. That's interesting too. And it's almost like there's a shame. There's not some kind of recognition that, I mean, I guess the nomination for Calder, if he gets it, which he, he should, he should. Um, uh, he should get. Uh, there should be some kind of recognition for that because, like you said, th- this is th- the goaltending is the, the goaltender is the most important position on the ice. Uh, the the most weight is on him. I mean, the, the the team could play great, and if he messes up once, you know, or twice, the game's over. So you lose. So uh, there's so much pressure and weight on a goaltender. Pedersen, and not to discount what he's done, he's been fantastic, and he's probably going to win it, but. Um, you can you can hide a poor player 
amongst your forwards. You know, uh, or a, or a like a, a a rookie scorer who's poor defensively, you can hide him. You can play matchups, and you can you can hide him. You can put him in the best possible position to win. Binion's out there against everybody. He's a guy out there against their top line trying to score. Tampa Bay the other night held the uh, held the door um, and and went on that that huge run in February playing all those great teams. Um, yeah, I, I'm I I'm. It's a shame there's almost not something else that you can. You know, most valuable rookie as opposed to best rookie because mm-hmm. they they do have you know, as the MVP of the league. Um, but there's always an argument as far as like, oh well, he's the best player, but he's not the most valuable player. Mm-hmm. So, and that they tried to answer that when you know I think when they brought in the ten, Ted Lindsay award, right? The uh, the players voted mm-hmm. uh, best player, mm-hmm. but. So another yeah. thing I think that works against Bennington and the Calder Trophy argument is that he's, you know, he, he's been around hockey for a lot longer. Petterson yeah. is what nineteen year old rookie, and he's insanely good. Like yeah. I, I, oh, he's uh, Bennington's twenty five, yeah. right? Twenty five, yeah, yeah. And the that's true. The highlights, the games that I've gotten to see Petterson play, he has elite talent, and he has. Had he not gotten injured, maybe, and and I think this is the argument that you'll get for why you know he's even more valuable to his team than Bennington. Had he not gotten injured, Vancouver's probably in the playoff mix, but you know at least in a wild card spot. But I don't know. I I think I think Bennington How many, ultimately he missed like ten games or something. Yeah, and eight. I think it was eight. And so Vancouver he, was on a roll when he went out and, yeah, and, they, and fell flat. They're out there right now. They're out of the wild card by seven. Yeah. I think, aren't they pretty much considered eliminated at this point though? Uh, they're out by, I, I don't think, I don't think mathematically, but it's pretty damn close. Right. Well, they're out by seven points and they've got five games left. So unless the matchups work out where they can't gain enough ground. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I, I think at the end of the day, what you'll see is Bennington finish second. Because coming into the season, it was they were saying Rasmus Dahlin was going to be the guy that wins it. Nobody expected Pedersen to have the season he's had, and Elias Pedersen's had an insanely great year. Bennington, nobody expected him to play in the NHL <laughs> like a single minute. Yeah, right. And, you know, he, he's been the uh, one of two major impetuses to lead the blues for, you know, yeah. that, what is it? We've seen it a whole bunch. Korak tweeted it. Rutherford tweeted it. It's, it's only what the third time that a team, uh, uh that has been in last place, uh, after, after 20 games. Right. Well, no, after January 1st. Oh, well, the, uh, I think this is only these, well, okay. It's only happened one other time in NHL history where a team that was in last place, came back to win the division yeah. after 20 games. Um, but I don't know about the other thing. Right. So I think it's like January three, three to five times in NHL history that a team has gone from last place after January 1st to even making the playoffs. Right. And, yeah, it was January 3rd they were in last place. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't look like they're going to clinch tonight. They'll do it on their own Friday yeah. night. What the hell, Colorado? Or what the hell, uh, Vegas? Yeah. God damn it, Malcolm yeah, well. Subban. <laughs> Give him Jake Allen. Yeah, I, Can I, uh, for that trade? Man, I got, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I got, I got to tell you, you know, if, if Bennington were to go, you know, and not give up a goal the rest of the, the, the regular season, 
and Pedersen still won, I wouldn't be upset. You know, I'd be like, oh yeah, you know what? It's deserving. You know, we we we're we're all kind of pumping the tires here at Pedersen. It's just uh, I I will be shocked and I will be a little upset if Bennington doesn't at least get a nomination because um, oh. it, you know, and, and you got to think about it too. I mean that that's exciting. You know, the fact that that kid at the end of the day, this is his first NHL season, uh, first full NHL season where he's actually up here with the big team and he's going to go to Vegas for the award ceremony. I mean, that that's a big well, deal. And, and and so he, he does least deserves that recognition to be kind of, you know, stood up in front of everybody else in the NHL, you know, with the, the Sidney Crosby's, the Alexander Ovechkins and, and say, you know, hey, this guy belongs here because he had a hell of a season. People, you know, people say that the 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 Calder is not a goaltender award because goalies don't win it. Well, be, uh, how many times do you see a rookie goalie win? It doesn't happen that often. They, they, uh, Andrew Raycroft. Well, you're going back a ways. I mean, <laughs> uh, and uh, how many times do you have a goalie that come in as a rookie and do something like this? Wah. I just, I mean, it doesn't happen that often as a rookie a goaltender. Usually you come in, you're a backup, you get your feet wet, whatever, and you're not, you know, but to, to take the reins like this and do what he's done has been, uh, that's why goalies don't win it because it's so fucking hard for a rookie goalie to do this. So that, that, that I think that should be, you know, in the discussion too, but. Well, and I, if, correct me if I'm wrong here, because I, I think, I think I'm right here. Uh, Phil Maroon, one of the things that, that he threw out on Twitter was, um, that, uh, uh, Andrew Hammond didn't get any consideration the year he did it. Technically, he wasn't an NHL rookie, I believe, because he was 28 years old. Right. He's a first-year player, right. not a rookie. It, the so Sergei if you want to use that argument, that's bullshit. Right, the Sergey Makarov rule. Yep. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so the scenario last night was uh, for the Blues to make the playoffs. Chicago was at Arizona. Had the Hawks beaten the Coyotes, uh, the Blues would have clinched a playoff spot. However, that also means that the Avalanche would have had a better chance of making the playoffs. So, and we're not going to clinch again tonight based on this game and how it's going, unless there's a big comeback. Uh, so, I want to get your guys' take on this, and I don't know, I don't know if I you I've I've heard how you guys weigh on this. So, are you like on the, on the in the boat where clinch as fast as you can? It no matter what happens, clinch as fast as you can. Because uh, a lot of people were on the, on board last night with all oh, just if we can clinch, do it, great, fine, good, um, as soon as we can. But uh, I think looking at the bigger picture, I think, and this is my stance on it, that we're in. We're we're not going to miss the playoffs. We are in the playoffs. Don't worry about us not clinching. We'd have to lose out, and other teams would have to win out for us to even that even possible possible. So that's not going to happen. So personally, I want Colorado to miss the playoffs because they eliminated us last year. We've talked about this. We want, we want them to bur- crash and burn. Stan Kroenke owns the team as well, so that's another reason why I want the Avalanche to fucking crash and burn. So I was talk- I, I, and uh, uh, I saw Randy Carricker tweeted this out yesterday on uh, about uh, he, was rooting, he was rooting for Chicago last night. And I was like, there's, and I responded, I was like, hold the phone. There's no need to panic and do something crazy like rooting for Chicago in a game where you don't have to um, because if you're rooting for Chicago to win, then not that it makes a difference in the game outcome, but what? If you're rooting for Chicago to win, then you're, you're rooting for a Blues arch rival, which is just sacrilegious for one. But uh, two, 
you're rooting for the Arizona Coyotes to have a lesser chance of making the playoffs, which would increase the chances of the Avalanche making the playoffs. And that would help Cronk. It would be beneficial to Cronky, or would you know just something good would happen to him, something he owned, which I'm against. So it's funny because uh, Carricker replied back and goes, "You've changed my mind." And so I was, <laughs> I was, I was listening to the Fast Lane last night on 101 ESPN, and uh, and and about 15 minutes or something, and and he 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 goes, uh, "I've changed my mind on the way I've uh, on the on the uh, the way I'm rooting for the game tonight," and I'll and I'll tell you why after the break. After the break, he comes back on and he and he says, uh, "I've changed my mind." Uh, Kurt Price tweeted, <laughs> replied to me on Twitter and said, uh, "Explained why," and I agree with it. So I'm like, "Yeah, that's cool." I'm changing Randy Carricker's mind. You're welcome, Randy Carricker. <laughs> Podcasts influencing traditional media. Yes, it's beautiful. That's why people need to listen to this show if they want to talk hockey with their friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing with uh, St. Louis media involved. Uh, if you get three guys who actually understand hockey, the stuff you can learn. Oh, isn't that isn't that something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Brad Thompson. I mean, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Um, yeah, he interviewed. What, we talked about this. He interviewed yeah, we Wyshynski. Talked. We did. He yeah. interviewed Wyshynski, Uh and I'm like, Brad Thompson. Interviewed. I mean, I love Brad Thompson. I think he's. I, I like him on the radio. He's fantastic. We're talking baseball, but he's not a hockey guy. You get your hockey guy to, to interview uh, Wyshynski and uh, whatnot. This it was kind of weird. Quick, quick story about that. When uh, one time I had to fill in for uh, back when I was with um, nine twenty, I filled in for uh, Frank Cusimano's show with uh, two other guys on uh, and and they they had uh, TJ Mo and I don't remember what the other guy's name was, but. Uh, we uh we all filled in and um we were told right before the show started we're having Greg Wyshynski come on and the other two guys just looked at me and they go who the hell is that <laughs> and i said boy i'm glad i'm here and uh and i i handled the whole interview I did the whole thing they didn't talk for you know 15 minutes we go to break and they just go Holy shit! If you weren't here, that would have been the hardest interview of our lives. <laughs> uh, Tyson, I, I I I did listen to that show. I remember that. Uh, Ty Suck said in the YouTube chat, "I know the Blues and Blackhawks will always be a big rivalry, but doesn't it seem like over the past three years it shifted to a Blues versus Predators rivalry that's taken the spotlight more?" Uh, that's always gonna be. The, I I think well, the Blues and Predators have a history now. I mean, that's I mean that's. They're, and they're close geographically. It's just the way it works. And yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I and and Chicago is not challenging you for a, if Chicago were in the mix with us right now, it'd be equal. I, it, to me, it'd be the same. Predators, Blackhawks hate. It just if they're out of the playoffs, it's still a hate for them. But it's not like it's not intense for me. Right, because they're not. If Stan uh, Bowman wouldn't have run out of ways to figure out how to only pay two players <laughs> to play, <laughs> and they were still relevant, yeah, no, it's, no it's LTIR, a different story, but it, yeah, I, I think it's you know the the fact that the Ooh. Hawks are ultimately not relevant, you know, it, at least when it comes to the playoffs. Not, I mean, the Blues missed out by a point last year, but you know, the the Hawks are they're not going to make it. No, um, no, I, I mean they they're going to come close, but they're not going to make it, and that's. No. That's even better, actually, because yeah, they're because screws their uh, their their uh, chances pick. at the the lottery, and their draft pick will not be as high. And yeah, that's so it, all the if they miss it by a point, 
That's like the best case. And I'll miss it by like probably four points, something like that. Um, so if the Golden Knights beat the Avalanche in regulation tonight... The oh, Blue- they just scored. Oh, so the game's half Holly over. Wallets. Hey, and the game's half over. You never know. So, um, The yeah. Blues in 2001 taught us the game is never over. Would you rather have? Would you rather the, the Avalanche make the playoffs or the Coyotes? Coyotes. Me too. Mm, you both for sure. Yeah, I, me too. I've, I'm weird. I've I've always had a soft spot for the Coyotes. I think it goes back to uh, the Ooh. days when when That's they nice first goal. moved uh, from Winnipeg. I I was always a big uh, Kachuk Ronick fan. Shane Doan as well. You are um, a Ronick fan. You know, when he was with the the Coyotes when I was a kid. Yes. See, I, I could never get out of my head that he was with Chicago, and I just I mean. I, I it's funny because I did not like him at the beginning of his career, and then I do not like him at the end of his career. So, uh, but yeah, in, in the Phoenix days, I for whatever reason I just liked that that one two punch they had. Um, and then since then, I mean, I I was always a big uh, Brzezgalov fan when he was there, and um, you know now I I mean I love Dave Tippett as a head coach, and so when he was there, I was a big fan of that. So I've always had a soft spot for them. I always want to see them succeed if the Blues don't. So uh, yeah, if we could see Arizona in there instead of the Avalanche, I'm I'm all for that. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks have been eliminated from the playoffs for the first time since 2012. Thoughts and prayers for Corey Perry, <laughs> Ryan Kessler, <laughs> Ryan Kessler. <laughs> so sad. Yeah, I was surprised when we were doing our uh, all-time hated players. I two Ducks made my list. Yeah, uh, Perry yeah. made my list. I, did, I I almost put Kessler on, and I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I don't like Getzlaff either. I yeah. I, I don't. He's, probably, I, he's behind Perry and uh, Kessler for me. But yeah, I don't know. I think the uh, the fact that he prematurely balded. That's yeah. yeah that's that, punishment enough. Yeah. <laughs> he gets a pass. <laughs> Poor Kevin Shattenkirk. Oh, uh, he just needs to shave that thing. He did shave his head. Didn't he shave it? This he year? did. He did. Thank he finally God. Did. What are you doing? It's like you got this like. I don't know, six inch long peach fuzz on top of your head. Shave that shit off. What are you doing? It doesn't look good. Just uh, the bald head thing is kind of it's 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 acceptable. Fine now. It's just do just accept it. It's good. Ask our friend Doug that has joined the show a couple times about being Zed. bald. Yeah, he looks good with a bald head. Oh, I don't I don't see bald. I don't know. He's bald, right? Is he bald? <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought re- he was. I don't recall. If he's not, I just really <laughs> set him. Why? You're because why is being bald a negative thing? I'm not sure. I understand what you're saying. Uh, no. I mean, shut I, up, Kurt. I Move have, on to the next thing. <laughs> I have a I have a glorious full head of hair. I'm not sure. You know, I I don't know, but maybe someday. Zed's dead Zed says, "Damn right I do." So he is he is bald. I guess. Okay. Good. Good man. It's, it's a good look. Uh, so, uh, the money puck, uh, everyone's seen this chart. I'm sure if you're on social media, the moneypuck.com's playoff percentage chart where the blues are, and this is from yesterday. I think today they're hundred percent. Is that right? Uh, well, 99.91 anyway, they're to make the playoffs. And this is interesting because so to make the playoffs, they're a lock pretty much make the second round 62.9%, which is cool because we're going to play Nashville in the second round. So, they like first round uh first round right so and so they like us there and then to make the third round 39.6 percent chance to make the third round 
which is the second best percentage. Is it second? Yeah, to make just like a, a, a half a percentage point behind Tampa Bay to make the third round. And then to make the finals, 21%, and they have 11.4% chance to win the cup, which is second in the NHL behind Tampa Bay, which is at 15.1. So moneypuck.com likes the Blues. Hmm. I I have not. Do they publish their methodology? Because I've I uh, haven't no. looked it up. I've seen this a number of times on Twitter. Right. It gets shared a lot, but I I, I have not seen the methodology, right. which is yeah. which is probably pretty important. <laughs> um, I and right. I, to yeah. be honest, I'm making the playoffs based on the schedule after February. I get because we had an easy schedule. I understand that methodology, but uh, uh, and getting past Nashville. I can I can buy that because we've played very well against them. I understand, okay, that that's our probable opponent, uh, and that's who we play, and I get them liking the Blues. Uh, but, man, to go a lot farther and to I, – I, I mean, I'm not saying they can't, but uh, I'm not used to seeing this where they no. think – you know what I mean? Uh, they Well, they think that we have the second best chance in the uh, – the best chance in the West to make the finals out of the West. So we are favored by MoneyPuck.com to make the finals out of the West, and uh, according to them, well, I guess we'd lose to Tampa Bay. Yeah, but based on you also got yeah, I mean, you think about it. Yes, I mean that's exciting, that's cool. And how? When was the last time we saw something like this? Probably two thousand, two thousand one, where they were really this this kind of favored. Um, but at the same time, Tampa Bay is favored all the way through. How many Presidents Trophy winners oh, have won the cup? Right. You know, I mean, it's is it five it, out of last uh, five out of like twenty one or something like that or something like that? Yeah, it's, it's not it, good. for a while there. It was like every six years that yeah. it would happen, and it's just like, I mean, it's not great percentages. So it really it does just go to show you that is, it's a second season. Is Chicago the last the last team, the last Presidents Trophy winner to win the cup? Is that right, or is that has that been someone since then? About two thousand thirteen. I'm not sure. I don't have it in front I of me. I think that's right. I think you're right. So, and games remaining versus uh, games remaining for Winnipeg, Nashville, and St. Louis. So the Blues do have an outside shot at finishing first in the in, in the division. They'll need Winnipeg to not play well, but their schedule is not overly difficult either. It's the the worst of the three, though. It is the worst of the three. I get it, but I mean they're playing the Islanders. Montreal, Chicago, Minnesota, Colorado, Arizona. Right, all teams that are in playoff contention. It is, it is, it is, and I, I, and so those teams, depending on where they are at the time they play them, uh, that they could be hungrier than Winnipeg. So I get it. Uh, Nashville's schedule is not. I mean, they play Pittsburgh and Columbus coming up. Columbus is fighting for a spot. Pittsburgh uh, is fighting for position. Buffalo's out. Vancouver's out. Chicago's out. Well, well Chicago will be yeah, out by the time they, they get will there. be out. Right, right. And the Blues have the Rangers, the Devils, Avalanche, Blackhawks, Flyers, and Canucks. The only team in the mix right now is the uh, the Avalanche. Or the Avalanche. The way that this is cut together, it makes it look like we played three games in three days. I know, doesn't it? Because <clears throat> uh, there's a 31st in there. I was like, right. That's never happened. Right. That, <laughs> that would be awful. Yeah, it would. It's like guaranteed two injuries. Two, yeah, you play one, two, three, four, five, six, six games in eight days. Whew. Oh, God, no. No, that sounds like, yeah. Well, uh, to be honest, they could handle it because, to be honest, we played three games in one day in college in a tournament. <laughs> that was rough. Oh, yeah, I, I remember those days. Oh, Same thing here. 
Um, you know, and looking at the schedule in terms of like the toughest, maybe back to back in here is probably Nashville. I think that Pittsburgh Columbus back to back is pretty tough. I mean, you got uh, Winnipeg's got the uh, the Chicago Minnesota, but I think Winnipeg can handle them pretty well. Um, so with Nashville having to me the toughest back to back, if they lose both those games, and then the Blues, let's just say they win those two games against the Rangers and the Devils. Uh, and this back-to-back this weekend, well, all yep. of a sudden you're talking Blues taking second. Well, we have a game in hand too, right? Yeah, the, uh, and all sure. we have to do is win that game in hand, right? And because we, we win the tiebreaker, yeah. So R-O-W. we and and all. I mean, it is quite possible. And getting ahead of ourselves, and you got to play the games, whatever. Um, yeah, we have lesser opponents than they do the next two games, but I mean, based on the schedule, it is quite possible that. Uh, after the next two games, we'll be in second place. It's quite possible. With and then and then with a game in hand to play uh, against Colorado, which could be rough. Because could be. They yeah. could they could be fighting. And uh, Vegas just scored again, three to two. Colorado. We got ourselves a game. <laughs> awesome. This game turned on a dime. Paulie yeah. Walnuts gets one, and then uh, Riley Smith. Five minutes Power to go. Play goal. Yeah, five minutes to go in the second period. Yeah. This okay. game ain't over. Maybe the Blues will clinch tonight. Who knows? Um, hot takes on Twitter. We asked for some hot takes, and we got a couple. Uh, Jesse Hill, uh, which is uh, who is at Blues Rink Rat, uh, replied to us and said, "Is Brubay the guy moving forward, or does it depend what the team does in the playoffs? And do you sign Why Not Winnington for Jake Allen money?" Uh, I. I, I would I would say we've discussed this to death. I'm still in the same boat as you wait uh, until uh, the off season. You talk to Quinville first, and unless unless we go to the finals, right? I mean, if mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm I'm solidly in talk to Quinville first if they haven't already. Talk to him and just see uh, if he doesn't want to come here. Then. Berube's in the conversation. I, I mean, I, I see scenarios where uh, Berube gets it other than, you know, Quenville declines it. I I think if he gets us, we make a strong push and we have a couple of bad breaks that, you know, we lose out in the playoffs, you give him a couple of years. You you definitely don't give him, you know, more than – I. I any coach, I really don't think, you know, given the way that the Blues have been, you know, they they married themselves to Ken Hitchcock, and and that 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 should have been over a long time before it was. You give any coach a couple of years. I mean, Quenville, he's probably going to you know want long term security. Maybe you give that guy it, but if how Peruby, how much is long term? Five years. That, I, okay, I yeah, that, well, okay, I. Yeah, somebody was saying six years, six or seven. I'm like, no, five, I, six, five minutes. Six years is ridiculous for a coach. I, right. I'll say I don't think any coach gets six. How long did uh, Babcock get? Eight. Did he get five? He got eight. That's Toronto though. Eight. Oh, he did get eight. That's Toronto right. though. That's different. That's right. a different story. Right. And yeah, I don't know. I just like I said, I I see multiple ways that Ruby gets it. You know, basically he, you know, even if we, we say we lose in a seven game series to Nashville in the first round and we were there in every game, but you know, had it been for one or two breaks, you know, I think, I think 
you know, I'm not, I'm not going to kick him to the curb just for that, unless he gives a Ken Hitchcock answer. You know, I'm gonna have to take a couple of weeks to figure out what we did wrong. Uh, well, know? well, and Alan's my guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like what Ruba's done. Who? How can you not like what the how the team has performed under him? You, you just, I mean, it's it's, it's all about winning. He's right. getting the results. I love it. Right. But I just, and, yeah. I'd, I'd I'd hate to I'd hate to do something before. You need to, right? And you know, I was talking, you know, just talking to my parents last night about Mike Van Ryan and and how he's flourished since Mike Yo's been gone. I think Mike Mike Yo uh, micromanaged the defense, and once he was gone, the defense really has flourished. With you know, Larry Robinson, you know, kind of set Van Ryan on a path, and it looks like it, it, that worked out. And it's and the D's doing extremely well. It's not even funny how much better we are in our own end. It is. I mean, how many times did we talk on our shows about how like missed assignments mm-hmm. all the time? Play uh, goalies getting hung out to dry, just guys left all alone, just stupid mistakes, and just. It's like, do you guys even know what you're doing? It was just nuts. Yeah. I mean, well, and again, Bo Meester was injured. Probably shouldn't have been playing. But, I mean, the the guys that you expected to be able to rely on, Joel Edmondson, how many boneheaded plays did he have in the first 20 games? Petrangelo. Yeah. Well, Petrangelo, I mean, we were all calling for him to be gone and stripped the captaincy and, you know, sent to Winnipeg. Colorado scored again. Four two. Yeah, you know, you, you go back and you watch one of those games. If you have Game Center, go back and watch one of those early season games, and even the games they were winning. Um, you know, even the Toronto. I remember that Toronto game, and they won, I think two one or one nothing, whatever that game was. Um, There's multiple times that Jake Allen was was left to hang out and dry, and he came up big with a big save, and he had to. Um, you know you. You can't rely on that, even that, to get your wins more often than not with any goalie back there. Bennington, let alone it being uh, Jake Allen, not Bennington. Uh, Subban just uh, gave up a Jake Allen style he, goal. He, I, he gave up a street hockey goal. It was just a uh, just he just played looked small. Yeah, he looked small in the net there and way off angle. Off angle looked small. His his, his trapper was down. His blocker was down. Oh, we have a video. Oh, review. challenge. Uh, while they challenge this, our hot take number two is from O'Reilly Soros Rex at Tice Huck, who is in the uh, YouTube chat tonight. Hang, I, hang on, but before we get to that, should we not kind of talk about his question about oh, why not Winnington for about Jake, Jake Allen money? Yeah, good point. Good, yeah. good, nice. Uh, I did want to say uh, address that. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I'm not, not. I'm not. I'm not giving him four years, uh, four million. No, no, that's the no. I, I'm thinking. Uh, a bridge contract, maybe a couple years, yeah. uh, two and a half, something like that. I'm, One to two years, a pr- kind of a prove yourself deal. Yeah, I, I'm. I, if he signs into a Jake Allen contract, I'm like, I uh, just like, oh, are you kidding me? No, d- well, do the, not. The way do that, that I, the way that I see it is, um, you you give him the one or two years. I know a lot of people say, well, what if he plays this way all the way through, then you're going to have to deal with signing him to an eight year extension because he won't take anything less for 6 million per tell you what, we'll deal with that when we come to it. Like, I think that that's a lot of me. I, I, again, I don't know Doug Armstrong, you know, but I got to think 
what are we doing? You're, you're, oh, we're, you're, uh, I was signaling goal. Yeah. I, they were, they challenged it for interference. Maybe how, I, there was yeah. no, there was no, it might've just been a timeout. No, option. it was a challenge. Yeah. No, but, but I mean, but the, they used, oh, right, right, used right. the challenge as a timeout in the second period. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, yeah, why not? Yeah. I, I'm sorry, but, but the, twice on that play, Subban is a foot too far to the left. Yeah. And he got burned the second time. So, yeah, I, I think that with, uh, with, with Winnington, you know, you, you say you, you kind of bite, you, you kind of bite it and say, all right, well, you know what, if he does perform this way, then you just deal with it. You know, you say, okay, we'll, we'll have to deal with that when he's not, when he becomes a UFA, we'll yeah. have to sign him to extension. Then Right. you do it now. You're, you're kind of just taking away the option of saying, Hey, he fell back down to earth. He's got a 2.7 GAA and we're looking to possibly bring in another goalie. And that way you're not paying a guy, Jake Allen money to, to sit on the bench for anybody else to be between the pipes. You don't, if you, if you have not learned from your previous mistakes, you're just, you're an idiot. Uh, I mean, you, you can't, you cannot sign him to a Jake Allen like contract. That's just ridiculous. So, Second, no, hot take number two, O'Reilly Soros Rex at Tice Huck, who's in the YouTube chat tonight, at Tice underscore Huck 36. Uh, the St. Louis Blues have the ability to sweep the Lightning in a playoff series. And he, he I think he uh, clarified it in the YouTube chat. He said he's not saying they will. He's saying they could. And like, well, a lot of teams can. Uh, but uh, they've played Tampa Bay good this mm-hmm. year. Um they scare the shit out of me. I mean, like they should. They're fucking awesome. But uh, I, I, I don't, I don't see any scenario in which the Blues, and well, with the exception of Vasilevsky being injured and they have to go with Louis Domingue, that the Blues, that anybody, right, would sweep, sweep them. Tampa. Yeah, I, I mean, don't, I don't. we we had two phenomenal games against them, but I mean that's a. Uh, you know, an inch and a half from being a tie game with the Blues going back shorthanded. Yeah. The other night. Yeah. yeah. Well, they wouldn't. Let me tell you, Bill knows it. something about an inch and a half. <laughs> uh, Sorry. It, it beats elevator buttons. <laughs> That's like, like a quarter inch. It's or not how long it is. It's how you use it. Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> next up for the Blues, the Rangers. Um. The New York Rangers. The New York Rangers. <laughs> um, on a Friday, they are twenty nine thirty three and on thirteen, they are out of the playoffs, and they lost to the Bruins tonight. So yep. they, they hopefully they, the well, Blue- they're, they're actually kind of impressive to me. I don't know how many Rangers games you guys have watched, but I thought this was going to be a dumpster fire of a year for them. I thought their only saving grace was they got two decent goalies. You know, maybe they they'd only lose. 3-1 instead of 7-1 every game but I mean they were in the playoff race there for a while so you know this this team it's young they're they're quick they could come in and surprise the Blues so I'm just well I guess come into Madison Square Garden and surprise the Blues so I'm just hoping you know we've had the conversation on this show before about playing down to your competition I just hope that uh, the Blues are ready for a quick young Rangers team who could easily step in and, and score a couple goals early. 
right? And Georgiev has been like I I expect we'll get Georgiev uh, instead of Longquist and goal for the Rangers on Friday, and he's really been impressive. The I've yeah, yes. gotten to see him a few times over the last few weeks, and I mean that the game uh, up in Toronto, man, he he put on a show, and uh, I I totally see that as you know the the Blues blowing their uh, game in hand and. <laughs> you know, just going in overconfident against either of these teams coming up on the weekend. Uh, but that will do it for this week's show. Uh, for Jeff, do you want me to do you want me to throw anything out at the end? Like what? Oh, like yeah. To interrupt uh, my my closing with your yeah, you can you can wait do that. One, one more thing. Wait one more, one more thing. I mean, yeah, because uh, this show's not long enough as it is already. <laughs> wait one more thing. Okay, I'm done. All right, I'm, I'll, I will cut that out for the podcast. Uh, that will do it for this week's show. No, you won't. For, uh, I, I will not. Uh, for Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Uh, that will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs) St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.